there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise reviews and tips to help you make the most out of your next cruise. My name's Kiwa, and I'm an independent travel agent specializing in all things Disney, cruise, and North America, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host. Do you want to say hello? Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm from Cruising for All and Cruising with Kids, and if you're watching on video... The reason I've sat like a goon in glasses is because I've had a bit of an accident and you really don't want to see what's underneath. So, less scary. Bless you. But no, thank you for coming on and doing this episode as well. I know you're not feeling 100%, but it's good to have you here. Um, So this week, Sarah, we decided we were going to have a chat about Wonder of the Seas, um, just because last December I was invited by Royal Caribbean and it was only a two-night preview sailing for travel agents. Just to kind of celebrate the launch of the ship, they invited a handful of agents from the UK over to Miami, not Miami, sorry, to Orlando, um, to go on board, have a one-night sailing and visit. It was two-night sailing, actually, I lie. Two-night sailing and visit Perfect Day Coco Cay as well. So I wouldn't really confidently say I'm an expert in Wonder of the Seas, but I've definitely had a great opportunity to kind of go around and explore a lot of the public spaces. But I also got to kind of have a look around the family royal loft um and the is it the royal loft as well the main the two big suites on board as well so i had a chance to have have a little look around them as well um so yeah definitely blown away and impressed by the ship i will say that at least and obviously you know this is my one cruise heartbreak this ship <laughs> last june when the government changed we were booked in a suite it was going to be amazing we were so excited got a really good deal on it really early days and um the government changed the gcse so we couldn't go we had to change it so yeah that was well we went on obviously the odyssey which we loved but mm. i still feel every time i think about it i feel a bit heartbroken that we missed this ship so i'm interested to hear your faults so yeah it's it's a great ship really amazing and as i don't know if everybody knows but the plans for this ship changed quite drastically during covid so originally she was meant to sail in china or asia at least anyway um, and then obviously down to the COVID pandemic, the ship was delayed a little bit. And then she did her inaugural season in Europe, sailing from Barcelona. And now she now basically home ports in Port Canaveral doing seven night sailings, East and West Caribbean. And each one of those sailings does a stop off at their private island, Perfect Day Coco Cay. Um, like we could touch upon that briefly, but I think we have decided we're going to do a full episode at some point on Perfect Day Coco Cay. Just because honestly, there's so much to talk about about that island. Um, but yeah, do you want to start off by giving the guys a little bit of an overview of why, well, we should probably start off by saying Wonder of the Seas is the world's largest cruise ship at the moment. Obviously, they're building the next, but she yeah. is currently the world's largest ship. So do you want to give the guys a bit of an overview of some key facts about her? So yeah, despite at the moment, everywhere you see the world's largest cruise ship sort of clickbait titles, that icon of the season isn't sailing yet. This is currently the largest at sea cruise ship so she was launched in 2022 and she's an oasis class ship so she was she followed symphony of the seas who was launched in 2018 so when she launched it was like wow this is just like the next big thing it was amazing and can carry up to 6,988 passengers which is mm. low um she's 236,857 gross ton and 1,188 feet long and 210 feet wide. So she's a bit of a beast, but all the things that I've heard of people that have been on board have said that you just don't know it because it's so well. Like every Royal Caribbean ship, they just yeah. channel well. It was the one thing that I was, I wouldn't say apprehensive for, I was excited for because I wanted to experience this, the world's largest ship and the, the, the mixed impressions, people who maybe haven't sailed it, look at it and go, oh my God, she's massive. And there's a lot of, like, as you say, a lot of clickbait out there 
a lot of misleading images as well about the fact that this ship is mammoth and people have stretched the images to make it look like she's bigger than she is. And I didn't feel, I felt overwhelmed in the case of like, how am I going to fit everything in in literally the, it was like just shy of 40 hours that we were on board. So I was like, there's eight districts. There's so much to do. Is there eight? There's six or eight, isn't there? There's like so many different districts on board. There's so much to see and do. How am I going to fit all this into the time that we've got? And luckily we were guided obviously because it was a travel agent preview so we were very much guided on like here the key things you want to focus on this is what customers like and enjoy uh but yeah she's incredible and never once did i feel like i'm on a mammoth it's too big i can't get around like everything's so expertly designed that the buffet's never too far away you know the promenade's really close everything is just really easy to flow around the elevators get you where you need to get you really quickly so i never once felt like oh my god it's such a big long walk to get from my cabin to wherever i need to get to because everything is just so well thought out and i think the thing with royal ships is and the, the thing that they just do so remarkably well is that even if you've got a long way to go there's a lot to see on the way so it's almost like every journey is exciting oh that, that's yeah. how i feel even yeah. you know when you're going down in the morning for your morning coffee while the kids are still in bed and it's there's a lot to see but this was the first ship of the fleet as well that even though they've always got the sweet areas or the, all the Oasis class ships, this was the first sweet neighbourhood because obviously, I mean, I've not seen this. I should have seen it, but mm. they've got a bit of a, a, a wet area as well, haven't they? Is that right? Yeah, definitely. And I didn't realise because I didn't know that before I got on board. So I just happened to stumble upon the sweet neighbourhood while we were kind of um, doing our ship tour. So I did get to have a look around the family loft and the um, royal loft as well, which the, the suites are incredible. They're two-storey. Like the family loft suite has this it has a slide that takes you from like the bedrooms down to the lower floor there's a little like cinema room that the kids can go into that's completely soundproof so they can play games consoles and watch movies in their own little room and i was like i could be lost in here for hours like that is so much fun in itself but then yeah as you say then to have kind of the the um outdoor area that has its own kind of pool um and it has its own bar and its own lounge and it has its own like egg beds and all that type of stuff i was like this is lovely, actually, particularly for such a large ship as well. To have that little haven that is for, you know, a smaller group of guests, I think, would be very much yeah. welcomed on those amazing sailings you do him. So the other areas they've got, obviously, you've got the Central Park and Boardwalk, which I haven't sailed in an Oasis-class ship yet. I've sailed in all Never the other knew. class. Yes, yeah, so I can't wait to go on. We're going to Oasis, aren't we? I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, Paul and Sports Boat Zone, you've got your Royal Promenade, which is a real favourite of all most Royal Caribbean ships, entertainment Ooh. place, youth zone, and then you've got your Vitality Spa. So there's lots of choice and lots of places mm. to put people, which is why I don't feel the ships ever feel really that crowded. No, no, definitely not. There are like, just even talking about my favorite topic, alcohol, but just like bars alone. Obviously, you've got Bionic Bar, which in itself is an amazing place. So you kind of got a nice little space around there to sit around, and the drinks come out really fast actually on that Bionic Bar. Yeah. Um, but you know, you got um, Schooner Bar. You've got um, high tides. You've got so many different venues to get a drink if you wanted to that I never once felt like I was struggling. And we were like by the main pool deck as well at, uh, is it Lime and Coconut, isn't it? Is their pool side yeah. bar. Um, so like we were by there most of the time we were on board at sea type of thing, just cocktail after cocktail. And it was, again, it was a travel agent preview event. So there was a lot of people drinking. The Sanctuary has got a massive bar built into it as well. That was probably the slowest bar that I had, but that's because it was really popular with people because it's a bit quieter than the main pool area. But down at the promenade, trying to get a drink at Playmakers, everywhere I went to try and get a drink, there was not a single problem. And the ship was full because obviously it was a preview sailing, so there were yeah, as many people on board to preview the ship. Never felt that it was too busy and I had to struggle and I couldn't find anywhere to sit. 
didn't struggle to get into any of the shows and I seen all three of the shows on board. It just, like I say, it just felt like I had ample space. Even though the ship's so big and it was so full, I still felt like I had loads of space to sit by the pool if I wanted to, to get a drink, to go get food, get snacks. So much to do. So what was your favourite bar? Or you can have two. <laughs> Bionic Bar, I definitely love. And I've done a really fun um, reel on my... Um, yeah, I know you've got one on yours as well from your Odyssey, but and I actually broke it as well because I was like such a nerd getting really excited by it that I went like right up close to it and didn't realise there were sensors in front oh, of it yeah. to stop the robots from moving. Um, so somebody came over and just politely told me to step back because I'd broken it because I got too close to it. Uh, but I think Bionic Bar is just cool. I'm a bit of a tech nerd, so I love things like that. Um, and then I thought it was going to be the view bar and it's a really cool bar that's on the side of the ship that kind of overlooks the side. Um, by the time I found it, I was like, oh, no, it's a bit of a, I wouldn't say I, I felt let down, but I was like, it wasn't as exciting as I thought. I thought it'd be this really cool remote bar that's overlooking the wing of the ship, but it wasn't. And I ended up spending a lot more time around about Playmakers and I'm not a big fan of sports bars in the slightest, but I didn't feel like Playmakers was this like macho manly sports bar vibe it just felt like a really lovely lounge bar that happened to have sports on and it's all sports isn't it because i mean if i my favorite too i mean obviously on any royal caribbean ship the schooner bar but then playmakers i mean as i've told you this before chris and the boys well, spent so much time there and it wasn't it was all sports so there was motor racing and at the time there was i don't know if it was wimbledon was on plus it was the women's world cup so there was so many different sports on but it so it wasn't a macho environment it was just it a chilled out super friendly do you know what it reminds me of a bit like cheers bar yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of that like you know i mean the staff on it in all the bars are super friendly but they shouted when you went in and no so i'd say they're definitely my you can't be a piano bar can you that's the thing we didn't get much chance to explore much of the nightlife so like the nightclubs like don't get me wrong i was in the nightclub and they turned the um ice rink into the nightclub for the, the night that yeah. we were on board um, so I think I was in there it's like two in the morning. I've got pictures of me trying to find pizza at two in the morning type of thing. But um, we got to do kind of the uh, nightclub that was not the actual nightclub. So that was being used for presentations for the sailing. So we got to do and I know they do this on normal sailings anyway. They some nights they turn the ice rink into a nightclub as well. Um, so we got to do that. that was really cool. But then I know there's like a comedy club. There's a um, karaoke bar. There's Boleros, the Latin bar, and I saw them all. But by the time I found them all, I was like, oh, okay, I've missed all this. I'll have to see this tomorrow yeah. night. And then the second night, I'll be all got drunk in the bars and decided to go bed instead. But there's just so many venues just for nightlife alone. That's the thing about it. Even if you're not somebody who wants to go in the nightclub, you don't have to. There's quiet lounges for you to sit in. You can spend the entire night in Playmakers if you want to in the, in the, the boardwalk area, which is, for people who haven't been on board, it's actually open air as well. It's on the inside of the ship, but it's open air overlooking the back of the ship as well. So... You're kind of in this weird outdoor boardwalk, hence the name, promenade area that's open air. So you've got that amazing Caribbean warm air. We were in December, so obviously it was a bit cooler in the evenings. But it was lovely to do that, to be able to be sat outside and protected from the wind as well on a cruise ship. I think that is such a lovely way to spend the evening and very, yeah, drunkenly going on the merry-go-round as well kind of thing. It's just, <laughs> it's just so much fun type of thing. And to be a, a young adult again on board that ship yeah. and just to kind of have, just let my spirit run free. And I did the ultimate abyss as well, which is, I forgot, is it like 12 story dry slide as well from the pool deck down to kind of the, um, the boardwalk as well. So again, that was a lot of fun. There's just so much to do on this ship that I don't think you could, you could fill easily seven days and not see everything. So for people that haven't that are listened to this, haven't cruised before or 
what you've got when we talk about the neighbourhood, it's split into several areas. So the back of the ship is open, and that is the boardwalk and central park. Yeah. And then you've got the Royal Promenade, which is an inside area. And all of these areas are lined with bars and cafes, restaurants, so that it's a bit like, it's like a floating city, isn't it? So that you've, yeah. you've got all these choices and options for, for dining, mm. for drinking. And did you go on the Rising Tide Bar? We didn't know because it's such a tricky one to time, isn't it? Because it obviously, and again, for people who haven't listened, so Rising Tide goes from Royal Promenade up to Central Park. Um, so it goes kind of, I think it's like three stories in total, but it's a bar that you can sit in to have a drink on. And it's on an elevator that takes you from the one floor up to the next floor. Um, so it's just, you've got to be at the right place at the right time. And they do list the timings in the app. I'm pretty sure they do. We just never made it onto it, but it's really cool to see it type of thing. People sat there and you do have to sit on it for the entire duration you can't get off at different floors you've got to get on at central park and get off at royal promenade or vice versa definitely got to see her anyway and it's such a cool novel little um bar to see type of thing i did see the guy so sometimes he rocks up onto um onto rising type but there's the guy who plays the piano on the motorized oh. piano that drives around no one's going the lift and he was in the lift and I mean, you could only fit three people around it in the lift, but it was brilliant. I got to see him in the promenade, basically. So he was stationary, but I did get to see him on the promenade type of thing. But yeah, for those, again, the people who haven't seen it, it's really great. Find clips of it online. But there's a guy who is on a on a piano that literally drives around the ship. <laughs> so yeah, I remember the one time we were walking down the corridor and I just heard the piano go down the corridor type of thing. And he's like, I just see a piano riding down the corridor playing music with people following it. It's just, it's just cool, fun. So did you get time to go to any of the pools or not really? A little bit of time. So the day we got on board, obviously, we left from Port Canaveral and we had that evening sailing. So definitely got a bit of time in the sun to enjoy that. And when we went back on then after being a perfect day as well, we got some time by the pools. Um, I'm not much of a pool person anyway to sit around them, but we definitely sat around um, Lime and Coconut for a couple of hours. I did go into the kind of... Sh- uh, well, it's not a water bed, that's the wrong word, but you know those little like um, plastic beds that sit in water so you can kind of cool oh, down? Yeah. I did sit in them for a little bit just to get away from kind of the bigger group and everyone we were with and just to kind of unwind for a little bit. So I got to kind of, dab, I guess, uh, put my feet in the pool. Um, it, it was because it was a travel agent sailing. There were families on board. They did allow their agents to bring families, for Americans that is now. So there were families. The pools probably weren't as busy as they probably would be on a normal sailing because there weren't as many kids. A lot. It was a lot of adults, a lot of obviously agents on board. So I, I'd say it's unfair to judge the pools as they would be on a normal sailing. Um, but I got to at least go in the kind of adult pool area, at least anyway, and got to experience that really cool thing of having the TV screen on where they showed all the entertainment on the TV screen. You could sit in the pool by Lime and Coconut. And we had like the conga line that went around the whole top of the pool deck type of thing. So we got to kind of experience a lot of that kind of Royal Caribbean fun that you get to do. I'm just looking at a picture of it now. So it's got four pools, hasn't it, on the top? Yeah. And then you've probably got the solarium haven't you at the back i'm imagining at the front the solarium is and in the front and the other oh, sweet areas at the back so you've got yep. like your, your what they used to call them now the um, h2o zone type area it's a different yep. name now yeah uh, and then you've got your three more poles so it looks like there is a lot of pool space on this ship compared to yeah and they do split them up as well so you've got like the tykes pool as i like to call it so you've got the splash pool with all the kind of splash play area then you've got like the kids pool which is quite shallow then you've got kind of what I would, I wouldn't say it's an adult pool because they don't limit it to adult only, but you've got the adult, more adult, as in there's no slides. It's just kind of the shallow well, entry if you want to kind of um, cool off on the side. And then you've got the actual pool to sit in. And then there's the other pool, which I didn't go into. I walked past it 
Um, but I know there's the other one as well, which is similar to the other adult pool as well. So there's kind of two different adult pools on either side of the ship as well. Um, and then there's hot tubs dotted around that I can't remember, but there's hot tubs everywhere. Seven look now. I just wish I was sat around that pool now. Yeah. You're right though, without shades of that fitting. <laughs> <laughs> so I did go out of my way to find the Solarium on board as well, which um, is the adult-only area on board the ship. So there is um, the entire front of the ship is kind of just dedicated to the adult-only um, pool area if you wanted to and i went out of my way to find it just because i know on the quantum class and the oasis class of ship the solarium is quite a big deal um just because they're a really nice kind of safe haven i guess for adults to kind of go in there now as uh wonder was originally intended to sail in asia she has been fully enclosed i know on some of the oasis class ships the solarium is open air so you kind of get windbreakers so you're not kind of you know exposed to the wind but she is open air because they're designed primarily to be in warm weather climates but no wonder um, is designed to be year-round and I think in the Caribbean it's actually quite nice to be in an air-conditioned space so you still have that gorgeous sun coming in because it is like a conservatory um, but it's still temperature controlled as well so it was nice to kind of get out of the, the sun a little bit of the heat and kind of get inside that that nice little solarium area like I said the bar was a bit slow but it was really lovely to kind of see all those little um, pools you can go into so if you want to kind of just yeah. sit in the hot tubs and the pools and they've got tons of sun lounges over there they've got tons of day beds and all that type of stuff. So again, if you want to get away from the kids, if you are somebody who's going on as an adult-only couple or you want to see the kids in the kids' clubs for a couple of hours, the solarium is going to be a great place to head to because, again, you've got that you know safe haven for the kids. There's also a restaurant adjoining it. I didn't get to the bottom of whether that restaurant is adult-only or whether it just happens to be near it, but there is definitely a restaurant towards the front near the solarium as well. I think it's 16 plus, is it, the solarium bistro? Possibly. Um, yeah, I never got the bomb of it, sorry. I'd have liked it, I think, but just because the boys didn't. Um, but we, bear in mind, it was a heat wave. We, it was 40-odd degrees. And you, it just, it won't, you couldn't keep it cool. It was it was really hot. But um, there were so many other nice spaces anyway to sit. So, um, but yeah, I'd like to try it just, just to see. Because the poles were amazing, the way they all cascade down. And So what shows did you see? I saw all three of the signature shows on board. So it was a grueling schedule in the evenings to make sure we got fit of them all in. Um, and we've said this before, and other people told me before we got on board, and some of the guys who were traveling with us said they loved watching my face because I was pretty much like jaw on the floor the entire time I was in all three of the shows because you can't express and explain just how fantastic Royal Caribbean do shows. Whether you're a fan of kind of cruise ship shows is, is is another conversation, but we got to see the main theater show, which was called The Effectors 2, and I believe there's a version one of this show. This is version two, the latest version yeah. of it, and from what I've been gathering, they've been tweaking and adding to this show throughout the whole season as they've right. been perfecting the technology on board. Now, again, we've established I'm a bit of an AV video tech geek type yeah. of thing, and this show is state of the art. Like The technology being used in this show is incredible. Um, the storyline is it's very camp it's very colorful it's very easy entry it's not going to be kind of highbrow high thinking show it's very colorful and camp type of thing it's a bit of a, a jukebox musical as well so they are singing pop songs and things like that but it's a team of superheroes called the effectors who are all trying to fight against i can't remember the villain's name i think it was crash and burn i want to say but don't quote me on that but two villas, basically, who in the first version, apparently, the effect is beat and they trap them in this prison on an island. They escape, basically, and then they imprison the effectors and then one by one they have to free themselves, basically. But you've got some amazing kind of special effects. There's some amazing sequences with um, one of the characters who controls light and she does laser beams on her hands and everything. And the laser beams are like following the characters around. It's all done with really clever smart tracking technology. 
there's drones indoors. It's one of the first ever shows to have drones indoors on a cruise ship as well. So for one of the sequences, all these drones fly out above the audience and they're doing like dances over your head type of thing. And this giant then, the villain comes and flies over you on board a drone as well. It's just, I was like, oh, this is incredible the whole way through it. The music's amazing. The cast are incredible. Absolutely love the effectors. I was like, can we go see it again? And everyone was like, no, you have to see everything else. I was like, but I want to see this one again. This is cool. And what was your- Then you go to the Aqua Theatre. Um, so again, this is pioneering again for the Oasis class of ship. You've got the Aqua Theatre, the after the ship as well. And we saw Intense, and it's tense as in in T-E-N. I don't know why. I think there's 10 performers, or they're dialing it up to 10, I think is what they say. Um, but again, incredible. The Aqua Theatre show was something I was really looking forward to, because again, it's iconic for this class of ship. But just to see them doing kind of the high diving off the top platforms into the pool deck as well. Just again, seeing the kind of three, they call it the 3D aerial act as well. So you've got the aerial acts who are kind of moving in 3D above the pools and above the audience. Someone comes out playing drums over your head. This literally, like as soon as you're relaxing, thinking you've seen everything this show can do, something else comes flying out of the screen. People come jumping out of the water. There's all sorts going on. And just the sheer acrobatic feats that these guys are doing were absolutely incredible. I absolutely love the Aqua Theatre show on board. And then the last one we've seen, and I can't remember the name of it now, sorry. I think it was, it had definitely theme of seasons anyway, but it was in the Ice Theatre show as well. So in the Ice Theatre, again, we got to see the um, show there as well. And I'm not a massive fan of figure skating, but again, I was absolutely blown away because it's a nice mixture of kind of um, really theatrical performance piece where you've got them doing some beautiful kind of ice skating figure dancing, but then also really cool use of technology as well, where they all come out riding bikes and then the, the video projections are following the bikes around the ice some really death-defying performance pieces as well. Some of the um, stunts they were performing on the ice just absolutely blew me away. I Literally every single show was some of the best versions of kind of theatre production, stage production I've ever seen. And to think that this is happening weekly on a cruise ship that's floating blew my brain. Honestly, I can't rate the entertainment on board any higher. I think if you go back to like X Factor, when it was good. <laughs> and, it was, <laughs> and it used to say, oh, well, I think you're more of a cruise ship entertainer. I think that's just not a thing. Well, nope. on any ships anyway. And, I mean, you know, that part of my other life, I, I do review the theatre at Manchester. And the quality, I mean, not better because it isn't better. And I think the actors work so hard and they're incredible. Yep. The crew, I think they have better facilities on cruise ships than they're actually doing the theatres. I mean, we've only just got uh, all the CGI stuff at and all the screens at the Palace in Manchester, which is like, whoa, this mm. is amazing. I think the, the ships have got it. So, and actually, because because I go so much, and when you look at the programmes, you see more and more now that the cast in the travelling productions of like the national tours are also have worked on, it's generally Royal Caribbean and NCL. Yep. So yep. They're, they're working, but that, so that just shows the quality that those two cruise lines are providing that they're yeah. they're working with people and these people are going between the national tours and the two cruise lines so yeah. they're all that cruise line entertainer i just don't buy it anymore i think it's no, not a thing definitely not for royal caribbean it doesn't i think it's actually quite patronizing yeah. to say like oh it's cruise ship entertainment i would have happily paid to watch every single one of those shows on land if i and i would easily pay you know 50 60 70 80 pounds to watch any one of those shows type of thing on land because they were all absolutely incredible productions. That's the thing about travelling with Chris and the boys because they ate the theatre. <laughs> well, in April, um, I'm going with my, my best friend and my goddaughter, so we will go. And obviously then I'll go with you and my business partner, Donna. Um, so I know that I'll get a chance to go and see him, see something. Um, 
they just won't and they go and sleep and snore and it's embarrassing so I just don't put myself through it let them put them through it so did you do any of the sport not really no we didn't get much chance to kind of do it because we were obviously we spent I think half of one day on perfect day Coco K um so the day we got on board is obviously it was room tours it was cabin tours ship tours that type of stuff and then we had the evenings to obviously enjoy a meal and go watch the theater shows and then the next day was on perfect day coco k and then back on then to do speciality dining um so we didn't really get much chance i did get to obviously see it so i got to see the rock climbing wall i got to see the flow rider um definitely did ultimate abyss i absolutely loved that that was great so i did try to get on it again but there was a long line um and we had to be somewhere it's not that i, I could have waited in line it was only like 10 15 minutes but we had to get to another event, basically, so I didn't mm. have time to wait in line by the time I got, made my way back there. Um, got to see the fun golf. Didn't play the fun golf, but I got to see the fun golf. That's really cute as well, to have like a mini fun golf course on board as well. I know they've got basketball on there. They've got all kinds of activities as well. I know where it all was, just, again, didn't have time to see everything on our Salem. And that was that was fab for the boys. I mean, I don't think Joe did, did Joe. I think they both had a, they both played football. And you get to meet people then, don't you? I mean, they're very much they like to hang out with us. But they did, while we were having the drink and watching, went off and played football and met people. And so it is, it is really good. So who do you think this ship is for? Jimmy, I don't know it's such a cop-out, but anyone and everyone, honestly. No matter, like if you're a couple and you're looking to go away and have a really lovely couples break, there's fantastic Central Park is a prime example of that couple space type of thing. That's where you're going to find those quieter wine bars you're going to find speciality dining in central park it's a really lovely quiet place to sit and kind of still be outside but enjoy a nice book if you want to relax at the bar type of thing but then equally you've got the pool area so you can go to the solarium and enjoy that as well if you wanted to so you've still got those amazing adult only spaces with all the amazing entertainment and nightlife as well but equally families is without a doubt royal caribbean are the leaders when it comes to kind of multi-gen family cruising at the moment as well so to have all those kind of kids clubs which we didn't even see i don't even know where they are on the ship but i know they've got them um, but to have kind of all the rock climbing, the playmakers, the arcades, the candy shop, to have kind of, you know, the pizzeria on board, all of those amazing places that kids love as well. If you're somebody who wants to get fast, casual dining, there's tons of options on board as well for you to do that as well. But equally, if you want to kind of do the finer things in life and go and have special dining and do something like Wonderland, you could totally do that with a family as well. There is so much choice on this ship for anyone. And it's not like as if you're missing out if you don't do those other things as well, because there's so much of everything that seven days on board the ship is not enough at all. Even if you never left the ship for seven days, you would never see everything on board the ship to do. Well, you've just booked friends of ours on Symphony of the Seas and they've just returned and they said the same. They said it's just not long enough. We just couldn't do everything. And I think with the family point, and this is a really good point, because obviously we've talked about my, my boys being older and they've no tolerance of kids. And in the day, you've got all the families on deck and they're having a good time and it's lovely to see. And I really like seeing that because I was that family. Um, and now mine are older and far too cool to flow ride. And... <laughs> <laughs> but um, of the night, the families are there, but they're just, the kids are in bed or people have taken their kids to bed early or they're, yeah. they're having a meal while the kids are in the kids club. Because a lot of, we used to do it, we used to, take them to the buffet, grab something to eat quick because they did, they don't want to sit in a restaurant for free courses and they'd go to the club while we then went and had a nice romantic meal. Um, so it's just a different atmosphere at night. So even though there's lots of families on there, um, they're ten, it's just so well done that you can go on your own as a couple and feel like you're having a couple's holiday, which I think is great. I think it's like you say, that there's so many venues on board that you can always find the one venue that fits the style of cruise you want to do. So if you want to go and find the family lounge where they're playing family games and 
the whole family can enjoy the evening together. They have the family lounges. But equally, if you want to go to the adult-only lounges or the lounges that have nothing for kids and cater to just couples, there's those lounges as well. So you're going to have those little sanctuaries for everyone to enjoy the style of kind of cruising they want to do. You know, as you mentioned as well, the kids' areas, there are certain areas of the ship that favor and cater to the kids better than anyone else. So it's not that you can't go in those as an adult. But just the th the activities there are going to be for the families, whereas then equally the other side of the ship, there's going to be something that caters to the adults. So again, it goes back, yeah. and you say this all the time about Royal, they're so good at just funneling people out into the different areas yeah. of the ship. And like this ship does a great job of it, and we probably should do another episode on Icon of the Seas, because I feel like Icon is evolving that concept even more, and they're separating the ship even better to give everyone even more space and having a whole kid's pool deck and that type of stuff. Um, but definitely, I I I felt like you no, know, I didn't feel like I was isolated. But this is your part. You have to sit in the adult only area, which we all know. I love Disney, and that's what Disney do. Disney got this is the adult area. You stay there, type of thing. It's not like that on Royal. There's just lots of pockets everywhere for whatever type of person you are to go in and enjoy. But then on that note, do you not think it's so much better when you've seen a ship? So obviously, our best ship reviews are when one of us has been on and and. You understand the space around you, don't you? And it's hundred percent, yeah. Share, it's easier to share. Um, yeah. So obviously, when I get on my Oasis class ship next, then that will mm. make it more easy because I've always, always been on, as I say, the more traditional without the open back. So I'm yeah. dying to see it. I'm dying to see the ice show, and it is. And I think I was overwhelmed before I went on. I had a, a case of like what I call like mild anxiety of like, oh my god, how am I going to remember where everything is? And, and the short answer is I don't. I still don't know. Um, but I definitely got a feel for those spaces. So as you say, kind of getting a feel for Boardwalk versus Central Park and how they're different and how they flow into each other versus Royal Promenade versus then kind of the Entertainment Nightlife District and kind of getting a feel for how those different spaces work. It definitely helps me understand better now as well what those spaces are and how they all flow and. It has helped me explain that to customers as well then. So when people are kind of coming on concerned about like, is the pool big enough? Is there enough of this? How does this work? Yeah. Definitely be able to get on board and experience, and to be able to kind of experience that and touch the product, as we like to say in the industry, has definitely helped me bring it to life better than I would have been able to beforehand. So one last thing, and I suppose Phil wasn't with you, so it's not as easy. And I know the answer to this, um, but being gluten-free, how... Yeah. First of all, what did you think of the food? Um, and then obviously I can answer the second question because you didn't have Phil with you. But I mean, what are they like for catering to needs? That's, I suppose that's my question. Whether you've got a food allergy or... Yeah, so I didn't get much experience with it first time. But from my point of view, what I ate, anyway, everything I ate was lovely. I We did a main dining room for the first night and then we did chops grill for the second night. And then I did wind jammer, obviously, then the buffet for the two breakfasts on board. So uh, I don't recall anyone being gluten-free in our group, so I don't know about main dining room. But definitely the food that I ate was I enjoyed everything. There was loads of options, loads of choice for me type of thing. You've got your Royal Caribbean signatures, so there's things that are on the menu every single night. So if you love those royal classics like the French onion soup. I'm good. <laughs> so they've got their signature items that are really, you know, famous for Royal Caribbean, but then they also have the rotational menu then as well that changes each night as well. Chops was incredible, you know, as good as any kind of, you know, steak restaurant goes. It's hard to review steak because steak is either good or bad. You know, I, I that's how I believe anyway. And I think it was as good as any steak I've ever had. So I really enjoyed our chance to, to kind of dine in chops. The buffet, and I guess this is where I spotted the gluten-free approach and the allergy approach. It was my favorite buffet on any cruise ship ever. Just so it's well good. laid out. So like well thought out about it. And nothing irritates me more than having this giant wraparound buffet where the the 
one part of your breakfast is one end and the other part you want is the other end and you've got to walk the entire gommet of it and wait in line to pick where you want and by the time you sit down your meal's cold royal do this really fantastic thing where they have little islands at least on wonder anyway i know this is coming on the newer ships more and more but they have lots of different islands so you're a little bit closer to everything but all the food foods you want are all together on the island as well so right. like for breakfast they have like an english breakfast station as well as the american breakfast station so if you wanted to be a loyalist to one country or one nation you could do that and have your full american your full english style breakfast but equally, they're close enough that if you like to mix and match like I do, you can do that because they're close enough to it. You're not like you go in. I know certain cruises have been on whereby the English breakfast was at one stage and the American was at another stage. But because I like beans, I had to go between the two to get beans on my breakfast. It was just irritating. But then equally, one of those islands was purely dedicated to gluten-free as well. So if you ask somebody who is gluten-free, you just head to the gluten-free island and you know everything on that station is going to be gluten-free. Then if you're dining off the other islands, you've just got to read the place cards that explain whether it is or isn't gluten-free. But at least you know everything on that one island is completely gluten-free and you don't have to think about it. You just go, great, I know my breakfast is sorted. And I mean, that's one thing I find on Odyssey because I'm not 100%. Well, I have to be gluten-free. I can't eat it, basically, but I'm not celiac. Um, but I love a burger. I just That's my thing. I love burgers. <laughs> And it was brilliant because they actually had a gluten-free burger bar. It's the only ship I've been on where it's, they make it easy to eat gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've got a friend that's just sailed on Symphony and she has quite a lot of food intolerances and she's on the, the low FODMAP and she said there was, there's so much she can't eat. And they used to bring out two meals for her every night to give her options just in case she didn't like what they'd brought. They were brilliant. And so I do think if you've got a food allergy... Definitely don't worry about Royal Caribbean. And actually, while we're on food um, for parents, while on your promenade, and I'm sure it'll be on the outside decks as well. So you've got um, your cafe um, and you've got... It's, it's Sorrento's, isn't it? Yeah, Sorrento's is the pizza parlour. And so you've got... And, and I mean, my kids, I mean, they've, they've grown up cruising with Royal Caribbean. And it was a thing that went to Sorrento's or went to the cafe promenade because they wanted to get a hot chocolate and a slice of pizza and a muffin before bed um, yeah. but you know it's and we used to get up in the morning you can get fruit big big tubs of fruit in there and that's really handy when you've got kids that you can just go along the promenade deck grab some snacks and you're never going to get hungry on a Royal Caribbean ship ever it's impossible no. yeah I was eating constantly and I was drinking constantly as well because there's just such an abundance of availability of kind of places to grab bites to eat Mm. to get you know uh drinks and food and even if you're just like coffee as well so we would have in starbucks from um, the starbucks location on royal promenades but then equally then you've got kind of the cafe as well on the promenade which has the included coffee as well there's just so much space so much choice to get what you want like you say you're not going to struggle we were getting pastries i think on the last day we literally were loading up because we had to get then from and again it's only mm. a 45 minute drive but we were going from the ship at port canaveral to universal orlando um, so we were all just stocking up on pastries and coffee to take with us in the car journey type of thing. Um, there's just so much, honestly. It's such an incredible way to sail. And it's the reason why Royal's a little bit more expensive than maybe some of their competition is because of that. There's so much included and the quality of what's included is incredible for kind of the price you're paying. And actually, while we're on that, that it, it, it's the easiest cruise ship to get water on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just and get a bottle of water and i just love that and and there's water fountains where they, I, I think they can do water in royal caribbean kind of thing yes. i'm sure they can yeah yeah and um, but you can get water, you can get sparkling water uh there's water machines you are not going to dehydrate on those ships and it's nope. easy so i love that yeah. and for me that's a really big factor 
yeah. you can take it around your fridge and have a couple of bottles in your fridge as well. And I think, you know, they're very mindful of the fact that if you're drinking water, you're not, you know, it's, it's better. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely easy to get, like, service on board anyway. I can't rate the staff on board high enough for kind of just efficiency. They were so quick again, everyone, you know, orders, whatever they were ordering, whether it was soft drinks, whether it was alcoholic drinks, everything was really well, efficient. As you say, the water stations as well. I think they made a note somewhere in the cabin to say, if you've got a refillable water bottle, check the app and you can see where those stations are. So they go out of their way to kind of point out to you, yes, definitely that water is readily available. And then equally as well, you can pre-order water if you wanted to, to have the cans or cartons. I can't remember which one they do, but you can pre-order like water to be in your cabin when you arrive then as well. So you've got kind of that ready to take out your port if you wanted to, if you didn't want to do the refillable water bottle station yourself. And the other thing on top of that is the freestyle machines, which again is on the app. It tells you where they are. So you get your cup, everybody, if you, you if, if you get a drinks package, you can have a cup if you're going to use it. Um, but they give it to the kids automatically. You have to go and ask for it as an adult, I suppose, for wastage. Um, so we have two between us. But if you go on your app, it tells you exactly where the freestyle machines are. So you can go and fill up with a Diet Coke, which saves the bar staff serving you just for a Diet yeah. Coke. You can go and just serve yourself, which again is so much better. I think kids love as well the kind of autonomy of being able to do their own drinks as well. I, I think kids get quite excited. I know as a kid I would have loved this if I could have done it. Um, just to walk up the machine themselves and order what they want and customize their drink to whatever flavors they want. I think it just gives them a, a sense of kind of like being a young adult and flat freedom to kind of enjoy that type of thing. So I think that's really cool that they have that option as well. Joe used to come back at 17 and be like, oh, look, I've got half orange and half Coke. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I can. <laughs> and so that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's... It's been able to do whatever you want to and enjoy it as much as you want and have as much as you want as well. I think that's the cool thing about it. But he was that kid that used to go up to the bar and order a shirt in the temple. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I hope that's given you a really good kind of, again, overview. I know we've talked quite a bit about a lot of things on board Wonder of the Seas and the Oasis class of ships are incredible. So definitely if you are somebody who likes those kind of, you know, larger ships and you like having those facilities, then the Oasis class, I think, is a really good class to consider. Um, Sarah, I know you guys have a ton of information on kind of Wonder and Royal Caribbean on your website. Where's the best place the guys can find that information? Um, if you go onto the site and just, we've got a really amazing search feature. So if you just click on a search feature and just put in Royal or Wonder and it literally comes up with everything that we've got. And that's the best way to search our site because it, it gives you a catalogue of whatever you, you might need. I'll also pop the link to the guide to the Wonder of the Seas into the podcast so that you've got that. Amazing. Great. And I don't have a lot on my website because I didn't have much time to kind of showcase everything, but I've got a couple of reels and stories on my uh, Instagram profile as well. So if you want to hunt them down. But the main thing, at least anyway, is if you are interested in booking a Royal Caribbean cruise and you happen to live in the UK, then I would definitely love to help you. You can find me online at magical-traveler.com or you can find me on social media under Magical T-R-V-L-R. Other than that, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.